We're calling this series, Stop Running Scared. Because a lot of times when something hits our lives, that's exactly what we do. We take off running scared. So we're talking about how to face, this morning, an unexpected crisis. Because unexpected crises do happen. Anybody been there? Unexpected crises? They do happen. No matter what you're doing, no matter how you're living, crises hit our lives. Someone said this, don't ride in a car because that's where 20% of all accidents happen. This person said, don't stay at home though because that's where 17% of all accidents happen. And he went on and said, well, then don't walk on a street because that's where 15% of all accidents happen. Then he said, and you better not travel by plane, train, or boat because that's where 16% of all accidents happen. But then he said, but only .001% of all accidents happen in church. So go to church. <laughs> Amen? Safest place on the planet, all right? Right here in church with God. Now, we all know that crises do happen. And we've learned that crises come when we least expect them to come. Things are going great. Life is going along. And then there it is, right? A crisis takes place. Well, this past Tuesday, I experienced an unexpected crisis. Now, last Tuesday, Shirley and I got some really good news from her PET scan, and we learned that her tumor is now stable. Amen? And we're just praising God for that. So when we got that news, I was here at the church getting ready to come home, and we got that news, and Shirley wanted to celebrate that good news. So she told me, Larry, go to Ralph's, and on your way home, pick up a box of one of those Dove chocolate raspberry sorbet boxes. You know, anybody had those? Phenomenal. Forget your diet. Go for it, okay? They are just absolutely wonderful, and Shirley just really loves those. And so I picked up a box. I took them home for dessert that night. Well, when Shirley takes her evening meds that she has to take after chemo treatments and things like that, they make her really, really sleepy. And so she actually went to bed before we ever got to break out the Dove bars and uh, have dessert. And so she's upstairs in bed, and I'm, I'm now downstairs. And I've got the lights off, I've got the TV on, trying to just unwind from the day, and I'm sitting there, and I remember... The Dove bars are in the fridge. Now, I, I got to be honest. I really hate, you know, I brought them home for Shirley, you know. And I, I really hated the thought of, of eating one without her, but I couldn't resist. <laughs> so I went to the fridge. I reached into the freezer. I pulled out one of those Dove bars, walked back into the family room, took a big old bite. And if you know that hard chocolate on the outside sometimes kind of cracks and crumbles. You took a big, and a big old piece, that big, fell off on the carpet. So I reach down, and I'm scanning the carpet, and I'm looking for, where did it go? And I reach down, and I pick it up, five-second rule, right? And stick it in my mouth and eat it. And, oh, it was so good. But I thought, oh, I bet I, bet I dropped some more. So I looked around, and I saw another little piece right there. So I reach down, pick it up. Remember, the lights are off. Pick it up, put it in my mouth, and it moved. It was this. You know what a roly-poly is, don't you? A pill bug. Man, I was at the sink. I was spitting. I was... 
And I know that some people in parts of the country, they eat insects and eat bugs, but not Larry. <laughs> I'm a meat and potatoes kind of guy. It was a crisis, folks. <laughs> it was a crisis. Crises like that will come. <laughs> and they'll come unexpectedly when you just don't have a clue they're going to happen. Now listen, but even when they come, you don't have to spend your life running scared. You don't have to wonder what's going to happen next. You don't have to wonder when the next crisis is going to come. Because the Bible says this. Take a look as we begin. You need not be afraid. Look at this. Of sudden disaster. For the Lord is your security. Amen. And he will keep your foot from being caught in a trap. As we begin, listen, the Lord is with you and he will protect you in every crisis that hits you. You do not need to go through life afraid or in fear about some crisis that may come. Now, we do need to understand crises. Write these down. Five things about crises. Unexpected crises are inevitable. You are going to have some. You're going to have to face some. Yet the Bible says this, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials, problems, crises. Now, look at the word whenever. Now, considering the whole joy part is going to be another whole message. But look at the word whenever. This life is one continuous string of crises, problems, trials, troubles. This life is one continuous process of going through them and solving them and working your way through them. Crises are inevitable. But next, write this down. They're variable. Variable. Many kinds of different crises are going to come into your life. The Bible says this. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of, here it is, many kinds. Some will be positional. You might lose a position, might lose your job. You might lose your home. Some are financial. There might be a loss of income. There might be overwhelming bills. There might be a debt crisis. Some are relational, marriage problems, family problems, the loss of a loved one close to you. Some are physical. They're, they're health crises. Some are emotional. You might have fear hit you, depression hit you, guilt hit you, regret hit you. Crises are variable, many kinds. Then write this down, but they're also impartial. Impartial. They happen to good people, and they happen to bad people. They happen to believers, and they happen to unbelievers. They're impartial. In fact, the Bible says this, He, God the Father, causes His Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. That means Christians are not exempt from crises. We're not exempt for crises. He will allow us to go through rainy times, cloudy times, stormy times. The only thing that Christianity gives you an exemption from is hell. And all of God's people said, <laughs> amen. We've got that covered. So you're going to have the same problems, the same troubles, the same crises hit your life that everybody else does. But here's the difference. You have a source of power to help you face them and deal with them that an unbeliever doesn't have. 
You have the powerful name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. And he is living in you, and he is for you. Yes, followers of Jesus will face unexpected crises. We'll all face unexpected defeats, depression, discouragements, disappointments, diseases. But the difference is that the Lord your God, when you have those things hit you, gives you power beyond your own to face them, deal with them, and overcome them. Now, some people imply that if you give your life to Jesus Christ, you're never going to have another problem in your life. It's all going to be health and wealth and prosperity, and, and everything is going to be awesome, and that's absolutely not true. It's just not true. Some people imply that if a crisis comes into your life, that it's because you've disobeyed God. And that's not necessarily true either. It is true that when we do disobey God, we bring problems on ourselves and that bring consequences into our lives. But it's also true that some problems come in spite of the fact that we're doing all things, best of our knowledge, right before the Lord. That we're living acceptable and pleasing lives before the Lord. So crises are impartial. The next, they're unpredictable. Write that down. They're unpredictable. <laughs> you never know when a crisis is going to come and hit you. You know, one day, the disciples of Jesus got into a boat. And I, you know me, I love to get in a boat. Amen? But the disciples got in a boat, and they got in the boat, and they were on this lake of Galilee. And they found themselves in a crisis that they never predicted. The Bible says this. Suddenly, a furious storm came up on the lake. Now, folks, you never know when a furious storm is going to hit your lake. When a storm's going to come up and hit your life. They can come suddenly without warning. Next, they're unpredictable, but then they're also emotional. Emotional. And in Matthew chapter 8, verse 25, we have the response of the disciples when they faced their storm right there in the boat. The Bible says this. Suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him saying, Lord, save us. We are going to drown. So here's these disciples. They're running to Jesus and they're in full panic mode. <laughs> they are freaking about, about this furious storm. And the response shows just how serious that storm was. Because these guys had grown up fishing on this lake. And some of those guys were professional fishermen. Now, they weren't facing just a little bit of choppy water. No. They weren't facing just a few white caps. No. These seasoned guys, these boating pros, they were panicked because the storm was a furious storm. And it hit them out of the blue skies, just boom. Blue skies, then here it came. Their response was one of panic long before the Titanic ever went down. <laughs> and they thought, our ship, Lord, is going down. And the Bible says this, the waves swept over the boat. I've had waves come over the bow of my boat on Havasu, on Mead, different lakes, and man, it is scary. When that begins to happen, it's a scary thing. The Bible says this, the waves swept over the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. Can you get that? He's sleeping. 
Think about this, waves coming over the boat, pouring into the boat, waves splashing on Jesus, and he's still sleeping. He's out, man. He is at full peace. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. He replied, you guys a little faith. <laughs> he's waking up. Why are you guys so afraid? They were in full-on panic mode. Jesus was full-on peace mode. The boat's crashing in the waves, and Jesus is sawing logs. So here's the water pouring in. Where's Jesus? Asleep, sawing logs, fully at peace. Now, the truth is this. Crises, they are inevitable. They are variable. They are impartial. They are unpredictable, and they are emotional. So how can you and I be fully at peace like Jesus in the midst of a violent crisis that comes into our lake, into our storm? How do we do that? First, write this down. Face unexpected crises by refocusing on God's close proximity to you. When a crisis comes, instead of just turning and running scared, refocus on the one with you who is not scared at all. Amen? Amen. That's the picture of Jesus in the boat. Not scared at all. Because he is God and the storms have to obey him. They have to obey him. Now the Bible says this. Then Jesus got into the boat and his disciples followed him. So this is clear at the beginning of the trip. So Jesus got into the boat and the disciples followed him. So he was in their boat. Now when the storm hit them, who was in the boat with them? Everybody say his name. Jesus. Jesus was in the boat with them. Who was close to them? Say it again. Jesus. The disciples were afraid because they forgot who was in their boat. And his name is Jesus. God was in their boat. And they forgot that God was with them. When a crisis comes, focus on the fact that God is with you and that he is more powerful than any storm, more powerful than any crisis that arises in your life. The Bible says, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. If you don't get anything out of this message this morning, get those last three words. You are mine. Everybody say, wow, with me. <laughs> wow. You are mine, says God. And when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. Whether it's Old Testament or New Testament, God is constantly saying, no matter what water you go through, no matter what trouble you go through, no matter what storm you go through, I'm there. And I'm with you. I'm with you, and I will not let the rivers, the storms, the crises sweep over you. Next, face unexpected crises by remembering that this God who is with you is, is the one who cares for you. He cares for you. He's not only close, but he cares. He knows about the storm that is hitting you, and he, God, will take care of you. He's not only close, but he'll take care of you. The Bible says this, the disciples woke him, and I imagine they were shaking Jesus, amen? <laughs> it 
Jesus, wake up. No. <laughs> they were shaking the Lord. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? That's our typical reaction when a crisis hits, right? God, <laughs> do you see this, God? You must be blind, God. You're not seeing what's happening to me. That's a typical reaction. Don't you see? Don't you care? But God cares. But the Bible says this, the believer will not be overthrown by evil circumstances. God's constant, here it is, care of him will make a deep impression of all, on all who see it. In other words, your crisis, as God cares for you, will even be a witness to others. The believer does not fear bad news, nor live in dread of what may happen. For he is settled in his mind that God will take care of him. That is why he's not afraid, but can calmly face his foes, his crises, whatever they might be. So when you go through a crisis, refocus on the fact that Jesus is close to you and that he cares for you. And not only will he protect you in the crisis, not only will he care for you and your needs during the crisis, but if needed, he will even pick you up and carry you through the crisis. So like the disciples, when a crisis comes, go to Jesus. Now that's one right thing they did. They, they ran to Jesus. But don't do it in a panic. Just go to him and focus on him and ask for his help. Next, face unexpected crises by relying on God's control to control things for you. To control things for you. Now, you may not have the power to control things, those things that are hitting you, but he does. Amen? God does. The Bible says this, He, Jesus, got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it, the water, was completely calm. Now, Pastor Larry's paraphrase is this. Then Jesus got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, sit down, shut up. <laughs> Jesus demonstrated that he had the power to control even nature. And there's two miracles here. The first miracle is this. The wind stopped instantly. I don't know that I've ever seen the winds just stop instantly. Have you? They kind of die down, kind of go away. The trees stop waving. Waves start to settle out. But the wind stopped instantly. Silence. Second, the waves stopped. Instant, flat water. The kind I, want, I like to go skiing on. Amen? Instant, flat water. They didn't keep going. Now, you know, when waves start going, you get in and out of a bathtub, and it, it takes a while. Everything's kind of going like this for a while. No, the Bible says it stopped instantly. A miracle of God. And that's the amazing power of Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Lord, our God. Nothing is beyond his control. Wind stopped, boom. Wave stopped, flat water, boom. That's his amazing power. Why can he do it? He made it all, he sustains it all, and he can control it all. Listen, you can face unexpected crises by refocusing on God's close proximity to you by remembering that God cares for you by relying on God's ability to control things for you 
The Bible says this, whoever goes to the Lord for safety and protection can say to him, you, God, are my defender and protector. You are my God. In you I trust. And then the Bible says, and he will keep you safe from all hidden danger. And I'm convinced of the fact at this point in my life that God protects us from things that we don't even know about. Things were coming against us, and he says no. And he stops it right there. He'll keep you safe from all hidden danger. You need not fear. Jesus says, in this world you will have trouble. That's a fact. But then he says, but take heart. I've overcome the world. Christ can be trusted in a crisis. Say that with me. Christ can be trusted in a crisis. Write that down somewhere and say it one more time because I want that to ring in your heart. Christ can be trusted in a crisis. No matter what hits your lake, no matter what storm comes against you, Christ can be trusted in your crisis. You can face anything through him. So I want to ask you this question. So what's rocking your boat this morning? What's got you feeling like you're sinking? What's got you all shook up? What wave is coming against your life? Because whatever it is, you can face it and have peace in the midst of it instead of panic in the midst of it. Jesus not only has the power to calm your storm, he has the power to calm your heart as you go through the storm. Matthew 8, verse 27, the last verse in this story, we have the response of the disciples after Jesus calmed the storm. And the Bible says that they were amazed by his power. And so should we. I think so often we get so used to Christianity, the Bible, God's word, coming to church, that somehow we diminish in our hearts and minds his power, and the power in the name of Jesus. But we should never do that. The Bible says, the men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. The answer is this, Jesus is far more than a man. Jesus is God who came to earth and took on the flesh of the man, but he's God. And by his Holy Spirit that he places in all of us who receive him into our lives as Savior and Lord means that he's always close to us because he lives within us. We don't have to go around running in our boat to find Jesus because he's in the boat, amen? He's already in your life and he's right there close with you. You, You've got him. He's in your boat. And so, if he's not in your boat this morning, you need to make sure that you get Jesus in the the boat of your life. Because without him, you can not face these crises. Or if you try, it'll be facing them with nothing but fear and panic. Now, you can have all the money you want, 
You can have all the knowledge and skills you want. You can have family and friends around you. You can have pastors around you. You can have church family around you when you go through a crisis, but that's not enough. Those things are good when you have a crisis hit you, but that's not enough. You know what you need? Say it with me. Jesus. You got to have Jesus when you go through your crisis. You've got to have him in your life. So when an unexpected crisis comes, you need Jesus because he's the storm chaser. Amen? He's the storm controller. He's the storm calmer. You need Jesus in your life. This morning, no matter what you may have hitting your life, and in my 41 years of pastoral ministry, I've never seen one church family hit with so many things all at the same time. Some of you have lost loved ones close to you, brothers, mothers, fathers, sisters. We lost a niece, as you know. Many of you are going through health crises like we are, and and all kinds of things hit your life. Some of you have lost jobs. Some of you have lost a home. I've never seen so much happen to one church family all at the same time. And so you know what we need? Say it with me. We need Jesus, amen? We need Jesus in our life, and we need to trust in the powerful name of Jesus like never before. And when you do that, no matter what hits you, you can walk with your head up, you can have peace in your heart, you can walk without fear and trepidation, you don't have to run scared. You can live with the peace of God in your heart in the midst of the storm. Would you bow your heads with me? As I pray this prayer, I want to encourage you to simply pray it along with me or say, yes, that's what I'm going to do, God. But it goes like this. Father, I choose to no longer panic when crises come. But instead, I'll come to you. I'll place my faith in your presence and in your perfect love for me and in your power to control all things surrounding me. I will trust in your peace to carry me through each crisis. And this morning, if you've never invited Christ into your life, would you simply pray, Lord Jesus, forgive my sins. Come live in my life. I ask that you become my Savior and my Lord. Be the captain of my boat. Guide me. Protect me. And calm the stormy seas that surround me. Father, when we pray either one of these prayers, it thrills my heart to know that we're praying in the center of your will. And your word tells us that when we pray in the center of your will, you hear us and we shall have what we have asked. Lord, let us leave this place being able to face our crises by your name and your power, with your peace. Lord, those who invited you into their lives, may you bless them and let them have a sense that you are present with them now. I ask in Jesus' name, and all of God's people said, Amen. Amen.